Hello, you're listening to Hidden Seekers, Episode 2. Today we're going to explore ghosts at George Washington's Mount Vernon. Yeah, I'm really excited for this little adventure because we kind of got some um, behind-the-scenes access, right? Yep, we know someone that works there, and they let us come in uh, way after hours, and we got to be in this space in like a really dark, moody point of the day, so it was it was really exciting. Yeah, about 6 a.m. before sunrise. Yes. We got free reign of the entire estate, so we got That's to explore quite a bit. Yeah, we got special permission to go check out a whole bunch of stuff, you know, and the security would leave us alone. There's a pretty good history of ghost stories at Mount Vernon, actually. After Washington died, he had a lot of kind of crappy ancestors that did a bad job maintaining the estate. And eventually the mansion almost broke down because it was so crappy. But then this organization called the Mount Vernon Ladies Association bought it in the uh, 1850s. And they've been running it ever since in that 200 plus years uh, of running it. There have been a lot of reported and recorded ghost stories. One of the most famous ones is uh, around the ghost of Martha Washington, which is George Washington's wife. So the, the mansion is, is a three-story mansion, and the, the Washington's bedroom is on the second level. Basically, Washington died in his bed in December of 1799, and Martha, so stricken with grief, never wanted to return to the room, so she moved upstairs. And um, oftentimes, at the end of the day, when guards or uh, staff are, are locking up the mansion, in the month of December, they often re- report hearing the sounds of a trunk getting dragged around on the th- on the third level. And of course, they, they go up the stairs and find nothing. Heard that story repeated many times. And, um, you know, other weird stuff uh, in and around the mansion. So the uh, third level is where her room was, right? Yeah, that's where she, yeah. I'm sorry, I left that part out. Yeah, she, she relocated to the third floor. After he died? Yes. Okay. I guess the thought is you're hearing the ghosts moving Martha to her new room. Oh, okay. Pretty creepy. Definitely interesting that it's more her ghost than George Washington's ghost. Yeah, I think there are some George ghost stories, but I don't know. They're less believable. I don't know why. He seems like a no-nonsense person when he was alive, and I think it's assumed that if if you see some kind of mischievous spirit or some kind of weirdness, it's probably not Washington because he probably wouldn't want to waste his his time spooking people. It's also almost more believable that it's not George Washington, right? Because... yes. I feel like any hoax hoaxer would want to go for gold and go for George Washington. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, there's another famous story where uh, some kids were screwing around after hours, you know, running around making noise, and some some kind of guy dressed in weird clothes with a big mustache told them to shut up and go, you know, sit down. And um, the woman, the mother of the children, went to complain to you know the guest services that there was this really rude interpreter. You know, dressed, you know, weirdly, and like they realized that there's no one there that that had a mustache like that, and they realized that the description that the kids were giving matched um, Colonel Dodge, who basically was the president of Mount Vernon in the early early 20th century. You know, obviously dead, no longer working there now, but maybe I guess still working part time as a ghost. That makes for some really awkward customer service interactions. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, we we went out in the dead of winter. Basically, we we got as close to his death date as possible. So the fourteenth is when he actually died, December fourteenth, seventeen ninety nine. I think we we got as close to that date as we could. The one thing that maybe we don't cover in the recording that I want to say now too is that Washington and Martha are both their bodies are on the estate, and we go visit the tomb, 
and the other site that we go see is where all the uh, enslaved workers are buried. So it's basically a graveyard in those sections, a famous person's graveyard. So again, very juicy, and hopefully we'll find something or experience something out there. So we're here at Mount Vernon. It's, what time is it? I think it's just before 6 6, six a.m. The sun has not begun to rise. The man, George Washington, the man himself, died 217 years and two days ago. And we have a full moon. Uh-huh. We're already getting kind of a spooky vibe. We're right by the mansion. So we got we got a pretty big moon up there. There's some clouds, but it's well, it's light enough that we're not going to use a flashlight. I'm expecting at least one security encounter, so we'll deal with that when we get to it. So we're making our way to Washington's tomb. Cutting through the mansion. I thought I kind of expected like spotlights or something. But on us? On this, on the mansion. Oh. So the mansion is where Washington died. In his bed. But down here is uh, the tomb where he's, uh, his body is. and Along with his wife, right? His wife's body and like, I think at least 30 other Washingtons are in there. In this little closet behind the thing. And then, of course, right right by the tomb is the uh, slave cemetery. It kind of has its own creepiness factor to it. What is this building? This is, so this is the stable. Yeah, so there have been reports of, like, the alarms going off over here. Huh. So there's a story, there's one ghost story where... Someone was in the mansion and they heard noises, and then the alarms went off in the stable, and they kind of think that. I guess the theory is that Washington has come to park his horse and then go up to his room, because I think that the the alarms went off at about the time it takes to walk from the stables to the mansion. Oh, they heard the noise in the house. Yeah. Time was that? Uh, late at night or early in the morning or somewhere. Gotcha. Although, if, if we set off an alarm, it's not going to be as fun. <laughs> the security guards have guns. They, do, they are armed. <laughs> they have been emailed about our presence, though. Is that the tomb? That's it, yeah. Looks like there is some light on it. Right? Yeah. It's going to be a little bit quieter than some of the other places we've been to. This is technically no fly zones. So we shouldn't hear much at all. But to be quiet when we get to the tomb. So we got to the tomb. It was probably worth noting that it's one of the colder nights of the year, although. Not as cold as um, the night we went to M Street Bridge. Although I think it was literally the previous night. Oh. <laughs> so. Yeah. And I didn't bring gloves for some reason, and I was lugging around a metal tripod and a camera. Yeah, so we were shivering. <laughs> That's why our voices are wavering. We're not that terrified. We're just very, very cold. Cold and ca- trying to keep it down a little bit. Yeah. 
plus it still kind of seems like a very like a place you should be reverent yeah definitely especially as we're approaching the tomb which we are now yeah i should mention that uh we had eric bring all his film equipment because we were trying to basically we didn't tell mount vernon that we're out hunting for ghosts we told them we're taking some very early morning photos as the sun rises. So that was sort of our cover for, for being but on the estate. As bloggers or? Uh, as, yeah, vague journalists. So, yeah, we got to the tomb. There were some spotlights on it. Yeah, there was a lot of light on it. So it was almost a disappointing amount of light on the tomb itself. Yeah, we because took... we we thought it, I was kind of hoping it would be a little bit darker and a little bit uh, creepier, more possibly inducive for ghosts to appear to us. But I think it was still pretty. I mean, it was neat, but there was it wasn't as uh, dramatic as I was hoping. I think. Right, but isn't there usually a guard there during the day? Yes. So this is the first time I've been there and I've been there a few times, but I'm pretty sure this is the first time I've been there where I was all alone. Well, except for with you, of course. Right. (laughs) So that was a little creepy. Uh Uh-huh. It's like a door. Yeah, there's basically three different iron gates, two with bars and one's just like a big iron door. So you can't look in at this moment. There are like three spotlights shining down on but the light's filtered by the trees. So by the tomb, there's also two giant... the two giant white obelisks that are... Oh, my God. What's that? What's that? Your security camera's right up there, too. Is it moving? No. I don't know. I think it was probably a squirrel or something. Or a ghost. A Bigfoot. <laughs> Wasn't a squirrel. That's a Bigfoot. The sky's starting to turn a little red. Since probably just starting to creep up. So this is like sort of the memorial site of the slaves. But there's a bunch of the enslaved people buried back here, but they're kind of buried everywhere. Do you have any? Ghost stories regarding the slaves? Uh, I think just kind of sort of the same kind of thing where they've been seen. Sometimes people are seen walking around. and this is, Mostly it's women like walking in dresses, down halls, crying, and stuff like that. Hmm. They have grave markers? They're all. No. Well, no, not really. They're all kind of. Behind this area. Yes, there's a lot of people buried back here. If there was light, you could see there's like outlines on the ground where the bodies are beneath. Ooh. And there's a bunch of them. single noise is like, oh, that's wind. Yeah. I definitely feel uneasy here, though. We're, like, right by the water, so... Yeah, you can see the Potomac right behind where the uh, the graves are. There are, like, 
some light beacons coming from the other side of the river. Mm-hmm. You want to go back by the town, maybe go up by the mansion? Yeah. It's funny because the lights kind of make it seem like a like a spooky movie set or something. Yeah. Which actually makes it seem like a lot less creepy than I bet it would if it was pitch black out here. It does look a little theatrical. Yeah. So it was definitely pretty spooky there. Yes. I couldn't see the outlines of the people that you were mentioning because it was so dark. Because back there, there's not even any spotlights. Yeah, we were, I think we were probably shining our you know cell phone lights down there, but it wasn't quite enough. I think I just I know where to look, so right. I was I was seeing them getting a little freaked out, and we kept hearing these weird noises. Yeah, and like I'm not sure what I I I think we were hearing cars from far away, but I don't know exactly what we were hearing. What did it sound like? I mean, it sounded like you know uh, a plane. So like, like a, dr- was, a droning noise. Yeah, but as I mentioned, it's a no-fly zone, so it's like I wasn't sure what the noise was. Right. Does the no-fly zone end over the Potomac, though? It goes pretty far. Huh. What's it protecting? The military base down there? Yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, and also the the ladies have an agreement, I think, with... uh, I don't know who it is. Oh, wow. Air Air Force or whatever, the, the... to keep the skies clear because you know Washington didn't have a lot of copters going over in his day, so they they try to keep it's another thing to do to keep it authentic. Wow, I had no clue that it was that easy to get a no fly permit. That's how how easy it was. I think I think they got some some of the ladies have some pretty uh, significant easy. connections, <laughs> right? And so for the mansion. He died on the top floor, right? Yeah, that's so, where his bedroom is. So, we'll have to look there. I guess we'll look for the walls, but. Why do you think George Washington would come back from the grave? I don't know, maybe he's mad about recent political events, I don't know. I always thought he was just rearranging his room. Yeah. It's Martha kind of. Messed it up after he died. He's like, yeah. Come on, you messed it up. This is how I wanted it. Yeah. He was basically an extreme micromanager, so. <laughs> if he came back, he'd probably be like, like, oh, why aren't you guys selling more whiskey? <laughs> Old Tim's over there. Yeah. Over there. There's no one in it, though. Mm. But basically, in his will, and, and it's like his dying breath, and Washington was like, whatever you do, don't put me in that old tomb. And then they did. For how many years? For like 36 years or something. So he probably like, wouldn't be hanging around right now. No. Since he hated it. Although 217 years ago, that's where he would have been. I think he also requested that they, like, leave him in, like, a coffin, like, not buried yet. Because a lot of people were worried about getting buried alive back then. Oh, yeah. So he was like, just leave me out for a couple days just in case I'm just sleeping or something. What are those bells called that you put by the grave? Oh, 
I can't remember. And then there's like a cord that goes into the coffin. Yeah, that's weird. You're gonna get some. Creepy orb action on my orbs on my camera. Hell yeah! There's view the orbs in the in the studio. Definitely, it looks like it's moving towards us from that house over there. Kitchen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe that's where it was when we started the shot. We'll definitely review it in the studio. So I brought my camera along because we were uh, photojournalists. Yes. That's That was the cover. And every now and again, I was taking photos because it is a hobby of mine and everything. Update the Instagram feed with something new now and again. Right. But I was doing these long exposures of about 30 seconds because it was so dark out. Pitch black, right? Pretty much, yeah. So even with 30-second exposures, you really have to like go into Photoshop and bump the exposure in order to see anything. We're walking back from the tomb towards the house, and I take a photo. I actually don't know what this is actually of. Oh, it's by the stables, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. This photo ends. And I look down at the viewfinder, and all I see, because it's so dark, is this um, green trail of light that's reflected off of what looks to be one of the barn uh, sides and then the fence. That's the that's the side of the kitchen, actually, but yeah. Oh, the kitchen. Uh, uh-huh. Gotcha. Yeah, so we are taking a look at it now in Photoshop. And when it's completely dark, it does look like it's more orby. But when you when you bump up the exposure, you can kind of see that the light is... Um, it's broken up by shadows created by the fence. So it's not as start and stop as it looks. We'll put it up on the website. Yeah, hiddenseekers.com. Okay, so not to be too overly dramatic, but the side of the kitchen is really creepy looking. Yeah, it looks like, uh, I don't even know. Yeah, I don't, because there's another part of the picture where there's this green light where obviously like some sort of light bulb is shining, right? Yeah. I don't really know why. I'd have to go back to the location to see like, why it's shining right there and only there. You can look just past it, and there's another building that there is no light on. Right. And, and it's like... That, that barrel has no light on it, too. Barrel has no light, and even the light pattern on the kitchen, it's like there's a little bit up towards the middle, but then it stops to the right and left of it, and it has like a just a really weird texture to it. Yeah, I mean, definitely as of episode one, our most uh, intriguing find so far. A little juicy. We'll ha- we'll have to put it up on the website, so listen yeah. and check it out. Is there light, some lights on in the mansion? Oh, oh yeah, we can, it must be. There must be, yeah, the, some of the collection screen must be there. Room upstairs, the light on. I think that's his bedroom right there. Yeah, so lights were on in the mansion, but... 
they were staff workers, you think, right? Yeah, it was definitely staff by that time. Because the it sun was, was just coming up and they got to be in there in the morning before you know visitors start to arrive. Right. What time does Mount Vernon open? It opens at, well, it depends on the time of year. But at, the, at that time in winter, it opens at 9. Oh, okay. So it's completely reasonable for staff to be there a couple uh, a couple hours earlier. Yeah. Look, we looked into the window of uh, you know the Washington's bedroom, and then like the third floor. I mean, we didn't see anyone moving around there was, up there or anything. There was a brief moment of terror when I looked into the main floor and there was movement. Oh yeah, but there was just a guy getting ready. Yeah, it was just a guy, like a guy in like a polo shirt. Yeah, that was terrifying though for a second. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean that we that seems to happen every episode basically. One, one second moment of terror. Or something terror worthy that was caused by a human. Yeah. Yep. In one way or another. So overall, a pretty interesting trip. Yeah. I think I'm gonna have to look at this orb photo a little bit longer and see what else I can. What's your, what's your general, sure. what's your gen- general opinion on orb ghosts? Cause personally, that's like my most skeptical, um, uh, like incarnation of ghosts. It seems like there are so many things that it could be like, it could be just a random lens flare or it could be like a piece of dust or it could be just like light reflecting off something that you didn't realize would reflect light, you know? Yeah. There's and so many things that have, that have, that a orb could be that. Yeah. I'm pretty skeptical too. Yeah. And full disclosure, this is an older lens. Doesn't have all the modern coatings that are anti uh, flare and everything so it's definitely not just a flare because you can see that whatever it is it's shining on the side of the, the kitchen yeah weird. in a very it's strange a... pattern and we definitely didn't see it when we were there in person no not with the naked eye so it's 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 very interesting but uh yeah i don't know orb seems i mean if there was like a little tiny face in the orb that would be something else but yeah I mean, if you squint hard enough, it kind of looks like a skull. <laughs> uh, I can see that. It looks kind of like an x-ray of someone's brain. It even looks a little bit like an alien. Like just, oh, there the, you go. just the head. If he was a UFO. Or like a Bigfoot. Like, <laughs> like an ape head. A Scott Bigfoot. Check with us next week uh, as we go explore the ghosts at the uh, M Street Bridge, which we actually went to the previous night, but you'll find out about it next week. <laughs>